Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sad Nifty Delady. So what? Welcome along, it's the Monday morning episode, um, I don't know, is there anything you really want to talk about? Have you got anything that's like really pressing uh, well, I bought, that you want to yeah, discuss? Yeah, actually I have, I bought a sander, yeah? um, right. and uh, you know, a sanding machine, would you call it? Mm-hmm. Uh, a, sa- a sander? Yeah, it's yeah. just a sander, yeah. Uh, it was not, it, so I, but it's still boxed in the hallway. None of the family have commented yet or even asked what's in the box. I think they've got a sense right. that it's another one of Dad's silly purchases. But I'm right. pretty excited. I'm thinking I might, for the Turbo subscribers, film the unboxing. I did that Do with the Shredder one, of it, and yeah. I'm quite pleased with it, yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. We should do more of that kind of thing, Boxing purchase, unboxing purchases. Yeah, so I'm going so this- to... You know, like the, the, the saga of the gate... Where yeah. and um, so there's a new gate that wants painting. I'll be painting that this week. Uh, right. Loads of content in this, obviously. And then yeah. the the other uh, gate, because as I've boasted about before, I am a two gate household. I have two gates yeah, out front. Yeah. The other gate is pretty weather worn, so that will need a right good fucking sanding before I paint that because I want them to match. Yeah. Did you have a consultation with that uh, with your, your gate uh, consultant? Yeah. Recently. But I didn't talk to him about the painting process. Well, I talked about other matters, gate matters. Right. Um, I need a new uh, lock on one of them. Not lock. It's right. not a lock. Uh, what would you call it? Just because it's not Bolt. locked. Just the thing that keeps the gate shut. But it, the catch. The cat, it needs a new catch. We'll call it a cat. Well, you'll call it a catch. I'm, a, I'm actually thinking of buying a new drill as well, mate. But I'm a bit skint at the moment. I was going to say, it feels as if you are... Veering into the realm of DIY quite strongly now. This year I have been, yeah. And I've, you know, I've had a decent <clears throat> drill for a while, but it's not that decent because it's not wireless. It's a wired drill. And I just started to think, yeah. this is just amateur shit. I mean, it's a good mate. It's a Bosch drill. But mm. this day and age, when workers come to my house, and obviously, as you know, I always befriend them and try to chat to them loads. And I, I watch yeah. them and I admire them with their fucking Makitas, right? Wireless. Mm. Just fucking... They're not cheap, though. I don't think they're cheap. Of course they're not. No wireless ones are that cheap, although they do very like... If you get... I reckon the top <coughs> brand, and obviously I know nothing about DIY, so people will get in touch and probably tell me otherwise. But I reckon if you're looking top end, you're looking at Makita or mm. um, the German one. What is it? The yellow one. Devolt. Devolt, yeah. That's, that's the pro one, isn't it? Makita or Devolt. Well, Devolt is like you fucking. You don't have a Devolt. I mean, I almost think even if I could afford to just splash, I'm looking here. I could get a wireless Devolt, sort of entry level type kit with a 
for like 120 from Screwfix, right? It's a lot of right. money. But even if I could afford yeah. to blow that, which I can't at the moment, I just sort of think it would be a bit OTT because I don't really know what I'm doing. And I feel like the vault is just for people who fucking... It's a, it's a, it's a pro yeah. brand, isn't it? It's for, people, it's for people who use a drill in the same way that a musician uses a musical instrument, like a guitarist. That's it. It's Virtuo- for who, a drill virtuoso, if you will. Yeah, yeah, a virtuoso. Someone just picks up a drill, drills something, knows exactly which bit they're using, how much power they need to use, how much force they need to use. It's just second nature to them. People like us, that's not what we do. Well, I we're, bust we're, up we're my drill. I bust my drill because, obviously, I always think use full power and use full oh, force. Jesus. That's no. what I always think. <laughs> and I try to go That's into... That's the Delaney way. That's yeah. Drilling out loud. Drilling out loud. I uh, recently, one of one of my um, DIY projects this year, right, because it's been a year of, well, last few months, sort of four months or so, has been <laughs> DIY time for me. And one of the things I'm most proud of, I got my, my house frontage was what I was really, what I've really worked on this year. And the gate's just a continuation of that. Uh, But one of the previous things I did was I attached a new number to the wall. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to have a number. I need to do that. I didn't for a while. I literally didn't have a number out front. I don't mind that, you know. I think sometimes I'm more of a private person than you, I think. Yeah. And I think sometimes people have to fucking work for it. Sometimes (laughs) sometimes people. Well, they've all got sat nav now, haven't they? They all work off sat nav, the deliverers. Mm. So I think sometimes you might have to look and see what next door's number is either True. side and work it out. Yeah, you'd expect the <clears> fucking <throat> delivery geezer to at least be able to count. Mm. Yeah. But I don't know. It depends on where you live. The and fucking kind of- delivery geezer on, oh, it might be been Uber Eats, I'm not sure. On Friday for our traditional Friday night curry, knock, mm. knock. We didn't get to the door in time. By the time I got to the door, I, could hear, I couldn't see him. I could hear his fucking moped engine disappearing into the distance and I'm not joking Andy I thought oh he's off in a hurry and then I looked down and on my doorstep was a takeaway curry that was smashed to fuck oh no the bag was torn wide open and the plastic like containers that it all comes in would just bust and there was just curry sauce everywhere on my doorstep oh that had fallen off the moped you think yeah, and then what it done is it just ran up to the doorstep, chucked it, and it was just Does a mess. He had chucked a mess. Then he knocked on the door, then run back, legged on it. his iPad, and legged it. Yeah. Why? Why? Well, you know, th- these people are working to really tight schedules. I, There's I your with them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Take and it I mean, or leave it. <clears throat> There's no margin for error if a curry does fall off. A bike, for example, then you know that 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 can happen. It's an accident. Accidents happen, but there's not really much room for you know sorting it out straight away. Was it edible? Well, to be honest, no, it wasn't. But ah. to be honest, right? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind if it just looked a bit messy, but the whole thing was fucking exploded. What I'm saying is, there was actual curry edible. I'd have had to have the kids licking it up off the direct from the doorstep, mate. Ah, that's not good. With bits of gravel in it. It was literally exploded. There was an explosion of curry on my doorstep, so I found that insulting. But I see what you mean, because actually what happened was we called them up immediately, Deliveroo, mm. or I can't remember which one it was, and said, look, this has happened. <clears throat> and mm. they don't even... You think you're going to have an argument with them. You go, fuck it, they're fucking curry all over my front doorstep and the geese has done me off. 
I'm fucking starving here. What the, what's the meaning of this? And they just go, okay, right, do you want a full refund then? No, and you go, what? I'm thinking, hang on a minute. Aren't you supposed to have a, a row with me? Don't you want to see photos? Aren't you supposed to be suspicious? Are we going to turn this into a massive thing where I go on social media like against Avis that time? Or, or fucking Xerox? And they're just like, yeah, do you want a refund then? And you go, yeah, they go, all right, bang, there you go. Check your bank account, dickhead. And sort you check, of. and it's just that they just go, yeah, that's just fucking, that's just their business policy. I suppose yeah. if you're someone who's complained about this happening to them on a number of occasions without evidence, then they might flag you. It's but we nice. never had. Yeah. So all we did was just immediately reorder the curry. And then I thought, okay, you're right. The geezer has dropped the curry, but he can't fix the situation. And he mm. knows that when you call, you're going to get a refund. So let's just skip the bit where you have a row. I'll drop it and then I'll fuck off to my next job. So yeah. all's well that ends well. I guess so. What's the kind of waiting time usually for your curry? From it's not bad, than... actually, about 20 minutes to, to oh, half an really hour. Oh, good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Even that's on really a Friday good. night, which is, I'm assuming, their busiest time, Friday or wow. Saturday night. Um, anyway, so the number on my thing, I, I was trying to get this number. I got a particular fancy type of number where it was. It, they appeared like they're floating off your wall. And uh, Oh, yeah. I had, yeah. To, I had to drill into brick, and I thought, right, drill it into brick. That's probably a bit different to the normal drilling that I do around the house, on the inside of the house. Now, what should I do? Right, I reckon I'm just going to fucking push as hard as I fucking Drill can. Drill hard. Do you know what happened, Andy? The mm. bit inverted inside the drill. Can what? you imagine such a thing? The bit, rather than going into the wall, it, it reversed. The drill. It reversed. It reversed into the drill, then inside yeah. the drill... And the whole thing's fucked and you can't get it Whoa, out. And then hell. I dismantled the drill. Yeah. <laughs> to, and it's I couldn't do it. So then, next thing you know, it's saying you you got to take it to a drill menders. I mean, fucking hell. Just, you might as well just buy a new drill. I guess so. Plus, I mean, it was did wired you, did anyway, you... so I wasn't particularly happy with it because, as I'm sure people will be quick <clears> to get in touch and, and let me know once I've heard this episode, having a wired drill is... A bit babyish, isn't it, in this day? And I've got age. a wired drill. I haven't got a problem with a wired drill because I use an extension. I've got a ten meter extension cable. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> so I, I can pretty much. I'm never more than ten meters away from some kind of power source. Yeah, well, that's what I've so, been doing. Yeah, I'm the. I'm with you, mate. I've been in that world myself in the wire, the world of the wired drillman for many I years. I, but I just think what, now it's time to upgrade. I don't want to find myself caught out with power starting to fade. And having to, to charge a wireless drill. Yeah, that's a nightmare, yeah. Yeah, that so is a nightmare. I've, got, I've, I've had that with wireless... my... I've had that with my um, wireless um, electric screwdriver before. I was just going to say, I've got, yeah. I've got a wireless electric screwdriver, which is the best 30 quid I ever spent, by the is way. Is it a Bosch? It's a Bosch. Yeah, yeah. same one as me. Me drills are Bosch as well. Although, mm. the hammock... The hammock and the electric screwdriver are the best things I've ever bought yeah. in my whole life. And you probably used the electric screwdriver in assembling <laughs> the hammock, didn't you? I didn't actually. No, oh, no. Okay. But good, no. good, good attempt at linking Lovely the two thought. there. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it just had um, sort of screwing. Um, how to describe what they are? It's got like bolts that go into each other, but you just screw the handle on the bolt. It's got like a mm. plastic handle on the top, and you just turn it. So no screwdrivers were needed in the assembly of the hammock because the hammock can be deassembled. 
it comes with a carry case. I could take the hammock to the beach if I wanted to. I could knock it up in five minutes, be hammocking on the beach. Well, it's hammock got anywhere. its own frame, yeah. You can just, got, yeah. You just dismantle the frame. And is the frame you, easy you, to transport? Yeah, you got you get a bag that you put it in, a carry bag. Right. Um, waterproof. And then you just roll up the, uh, the actual hammock. I don't know what it's called. The, the hammock. My mate, my I mate. I must have told you this. My mate bought me a hammock one year because he had a hammock like your one with its own yeah. frame in his garden. I was around his house and I got in it and I was just. I mean, oh. I was. It was like being on drugs. It was. Yeah. It I is. was like. Yeah. I feel like I'm on MDMA. Here. This is incredible. <laughs> I've never yeah. felt this. I've never felt this good in my life. Right. For a recovering addict, it must yeah. be an absolute joy. <laughs> it's the closest you can. It's like methadone. So I was like. <laughs> I was like, this. I was raving about it. And he was like, ah, well. And he gave me a slip. He went, your birthday's coming up. And I was like, oh, <laughs> fucking hell. He doesn't often get me a gift, but you never know. Maybe he's feeling a bit flush at the moment, right? Maybe I'm in his good books. So with that in mind, when it got to my birthday, I invited him and his wife for dinner with me and my wife as a special, yeah. like, I have selected you to celebrate my birthday with me. Yeah, you're my birthday celebrant. And he and I, but really, it was because I thought I had a present in the pipeline, and I thought that present was a hammock, and it was a hammock. But he just handed me unwrapped the hammock, and I said, "Well, what am I supposed to tie this to?" And he goes, "I don't know. You have to buy a frame." They're like presents like that. Part hammock. Yeah, you you created a problem for me. Like I'd have been better off with no hammock at all. Now I've just got. Now I'm like, oh fucking hell! I've got to go and get a frame. Where do I get a frame from? I've just got this something on my mind that I've got to get. <clears throat> this was years ago. I still haven't got it. I've still got the hammock somewhere in my shed. It's like rolling up four tyres to your front door and saying there's a car for you. Yeah, oh, exactly. You'll need to get some of the other bits. That's but all right, though. Is it, they're essentially... easy to get hold of. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, don't get someone uh, part of a present. No. You know? But, that, that, yeah, the hammock, like I say. I mean, when I went on holiday to Scotland last year, last summer... Took it with us. Took both the hammocks with us. Oh, lovely! Just packed them away. It easy to transport. Knocked them up in the garden. It was just like being at home. Hammock at home. Hammock, hammock on the road. Uh, <clears throat> exactly. One other thing, apart from my sander, keep an eye. If you're if you're IFS Turbo, keep an eye on the turbo because I might do an unpacking video later. Um, yeah. But uh, I will. But the, the one other thing, I, I, this morning, my, on my morning run, I listened to um, my brother's podcast, Life Goals, this morning because yeah. his guest is Glenn Hoddle. And Whoa. I'm a big fan of Glenn Hoddle. I always have been. Obviously, mm. I don't like, as a West Ham fan, I don't like Tottenham. Uh, really, I won't go into it, but I really, really don't like Tottenham on a sort of quite deep level. However, yeah. however, there are exceptions I make. Obviously, Certain people close to me are Spurs fans, like my brother, yep. who, who I've got a lot of time for. And also, Glenn Hoddle, <laughs> because Glenn Hoddle, he, he, as a player, when I was a kid, even though I didn't like Tottenham when I was a kid, it was just impossible not to be fucking awestruck by watching Glenn uh, Hoddle yeah, watch exactly. football. Yeah. I mean, in terms totally. of football, as you just watch, you think this is... I, I hate it when people compare football to great arts. It doesn't need comparing to that. But sometimes you watch it, and we, we use the word virtuoso earlier... And that's what he was, wasn't he? 
when he was a player. Totally. Absolutely unbelievable player. Yeah. And totally. so I always liked him, but I've always liked him as a bloke as well. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Jalapeño. He was a really pioneering manager back in the day. He was, yeah. He, I mean, he was a player manager at Swindon. Yeah, and he, and he played he himself as sweeper, he, he played himself he? as a sweeper, yeah, mm. which was a complete... Um, antithesis of what he'd been up till mm. then as a player, but it worked because obviously yeah. that that pace had gone from his game. It was all about it was all upstairs, and he was all about getting the and ball. He dictated it. I, re- I remember seeing him play against play. West Ham yeah. at Upton Park when he was playing manager, and, and Swindon beat us that day. And he absolutely just controlled the game from a deep lying <clears> position, <throat> almost behind the centre backs. It was um, it, it, incredible. It, it ties in with something that. Okay, I've mentioned before and is coming back more and more as the football season starts this whole playing out from the back thing mm, yeah and playing out from the back might be a good idea the stats might bear it out as being an effective way to play but if you haven't got the players that have got the fucking skills and the brains to do it yeah. it's pointless well look at Man U we saw U. Chelsea get undone we, got, we saw Man U get undone last yeah. week through goalkeepers that haven't got the ability to play out from the back yeah, but like Glenn Hoddle had the ability to play as a sweeper. He had that vision where yeah. he could he could knock a forty yard ball no problem. But the, be- the, the best players, I mean, people think it's all new. But you're right. Like that was in the early nineties when Hoddle was doing that sweeper thing. And around the same era, you had Matthias did it for Germany. Yeah. And and then after he sort of got too old, because he'd been same thing. He'd been a midfield like playmaker. Got older, lost a bit of pace, dropped back. Germany were mm. brilliant with him as a sweeper. And then after him, they had that bloke, Sammer, did it. Do you remember? Yeah. Ginger yeah. bloke. Um, yeah. And he he was brilliant at it as well. And so all this stuff, it all comes around. It's not that new. The football hipsters think it's all new. But all that playing out in the back was started by these guys. But what's interesting is all of them were midfield playmakers who got converted 
to sweep us. Yeah. Whereas they, now they do it the other way around. They take people <laughs> who are defenders first and foremost and try to teach them to play football. Whereas in actual fact, you'd be better off. I mean, West Ham tried to do it. They're better off playing Declan Rice at the back. Do you know what I mean? Which is mm. where he started out anyway. He, he was originally a centre-back and he can pass yeah. the ball. So you'd be better off having him do it. And I, I imagine they put him in the midfield because they realised he was so good at football. Yeah, precisely. So yeah. he's wasted so it's as a weird. defender. Yeah, so, that is right. Yeah. So it's but there's strange. A, there's, there's, there's a writer who writes for Football 365 who, who has done forever called John Nicholson. Mm. who is a brilliant writer it's, it's just basically everything he writes is just common sense mm. um, but he gets accused sometimes of being a dinosaur oh, yeah. by the, the younger stat obsessed football fans yeah. but John Nicholson's written a great piece this, this morning about this whole playing out from the back shit which is what it is Yeah. Um, unless you've got the, the tools i.e. the players to be able to do it properly uh, and he's saying that just some defenders should just ignore or keepers should ignore their boss and just <laughs> just launch it, just hit it. Yeah, because that's inevitably what happens anyway. When when defenders end up in trouble, they end up either conceding a goal or a corner or a throw in in the final third, or just fucking knock it away, hit it, yeah. get rid of it. Yeah. So yeah, but it's part of football. It keeps us entertained, doesn't it? Yeah, mistakes are some of the best bits. <clears throat> anyway, this Hoddle thing is great because my my. I, I love Glenn Hoddle I always have done I think he's I just love his manner as well like some people don't like him as a pundit I think he's absolutely superb it, yeah like I just think he's great and I really like him as a bloke but also my brother Theo is like it was his god it, he used to refer to him as god I mean literally <laughs> my brother has two heroes Cosquello and Hoddle and he has been consistent from my <laughs> earliest memory he has never shifted some people go through like whims don't they or fashions yeah. or whatever and, you know we had different phases with different things we were into my brother from my earliest memory has just been basically passionate about two things Elvis yeah. Cosquello and Glenn Hoddle right he found his things and he stuck with it yeah yeah just didn't it just hasn't discovered anything better since and like him doing this thing Glenn Hoddle I don't know I got a buzz out of it even though I hate Tottenham I got a buzz just out of listening <laughs> But Glenn Hoddle is so funny on it. I just it's, listen to it. It's a two part. I think the first part's out today. I don't know when he's releasing the second part. Maybe tomorrow. And uh, but Glenn Hoddle is just so enthusiastic about talking about football in a way that a lot of footballers aren't because they they don't talk about it like fans <coughs> do. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's their job. It's a job, yeah. So they don't. It's hard for them to feel the same passion because it just becomes mundane. But Glenn Hoddle talks about it like a fan because they don't usually have footballers on this podcast, Life Goals. Usually it's fans or journalists or whatever. He talks about it like he's a fan. But there was two things that I thought were worthy of TFTM. One was, he said at the beginning, Fair System, did you find it hard to whittle down your list of eight goals? If people don't know it. You basically pick the eight defining goals of your life that you remember watching that had a big impact on you. Yeah. And he went, yeah, I did. At first, I wasn't. At first, I thought they were all supposed to be my goals, and uh, <laughs> but then you you explained to me when I asked that they could be any goals. They could be goals that I'd scored or goals that anyone had scored, and yeah. so then that really made it interesting, right? Because then I read it right one out, and he goes, "Yeah, that's right." Okay, it widened the brief. <laughs> yeah, right. So he states at the beginning that he fully understood that it could be any goal ever. But then, guess what goals he goes on to select? All of his own. All of his own goals. <laughs> <laughs> Get in. 
<laughs> I think the first one is Jeb Hurst's winner in 66. But after right. that, it's like all these totally. goals. And the way he talks about them is not as if he's the man who scored those goals. It's like a man who witnessed a man scoring those goals. He goes, well, I mean, I just can't believe how I did it. I mean, look at how did <laughs> I... Body experience. He's got, that's how he explains it. I mean, you know that he's holding back from mentioning God on a number yes. of occasions because yes. he, he says, and actually, you know, as an agnostic myself, I'm, I'm not, you know, you can see the way that he thinks it might be Goggin because he doesn't understand how he did some skills. But that's what Glenn Hoddle's greatest goals are like. Yeah, yeah I would, God's the elephant in the room throughout the whole thing. It, it really is, yeah. The other <laughs> funny thing he does, though, is that he talks about, when he's talking about the 66, he's got this great story about how his port, the Portugal squad were over for the World, for, for play in England, maybe after the World Cup, I don't know. But they were training at a non-league club near him that where his dad actually played. So his dad somehow swung it to take a young Glenn down to the training ground where the Portuguese were training and try to get him uh, to meet Eusebio, who at times regards as the greatest player in the world. And Glenn Hodder was nine or ten and he couldn't believe he was going to get to meet Eusebio. So they were down at the training ground looking around. Someone says, oh, he's down there having a massage. So they walk into this room <coughs> to be confronted by Eusebio lying on his front on a table, yeah. right, having a massage. <laughs> but here's the thing, having a massage, but covered in soap from head to toe. <laughs> Foaming soap. That oh is, I don't God. know whether this is a Portuguese thing or whether it was yeah. a thing of the times and that was how they thought. Yeah. It was a 60s thing, but he had been wow. soaped up from head to toe. And so a young Glenn Hoddle walked into this room, a dilapidated old non-league local ground, to find the world's greatest player, Eusebio, lying, I think naked, and soaked from head to toe. And he but went up to him while he lay there and he said, excuse me, Mr Eusebio, can I have your um, autograph? And Eusebio just took the book from Glenn Hoddle whilst lying there having a massage covered in soap and just yeah. signed it. And he went, but I was absolutely peeved. Great Glenn Hoddle word, peeved. peeved. Yeah. I was so peeved because he'd left his soapy thumbprint on it. <laughs> oh, no. He went, but it was only years later that I realised that, if anything, made it more, more special. I had his autograph plus a soapy thumbprint. Of you, Savio. And then he goes, if I've been Stevie Odge, I would have sold that for millions of pounds. <laughs> oh, what a punchline. Yeah, it's a good punchline. But yeah, Soapy Eusebio is, um, oh. that's just a little taste of how good. I, I was Honestly, I was on my uh, run and I lulled, I laughed out loud whilst running along listening to this podcast. So it's a strong recommend from me. I'll have a listen to that later on. I mean, yeah. that's probably the moment when Glenn Hoddle first... You know, brush shoulders with God. That's probably what there, exactly. It was probably just just a, a small glimpse of God there when that, that incident happened to him, definitely. Um, I can't update us on the prediction league because I had to switch my laptop off because it was about to fucking melt at the weekend. Oh. And when I've opened it up again, the document with the uh, predictions on has not been saved. So I'll have to listen back to Friday's episode and see mm. what was predicted. Suspicious. No, nothing, oh, oh no, yeah, you can listen back. The evidence yeah, is there. Yeah, yeah. Not okay. that it'd be suspicious, yeah. actually. I think I did well, actually, because... Actually, I don't know. I just remembered that I, I remember claiming that 
Palace were going to beat Villa, which they did. I don't know anything did, else. Did you think that West Ham were going to lose at Hope to Brighton, though? I said it would be a draw. You said it would be a West Ham 3-0 win. But I said yeah. Brighton are our bogey team. <clears throat> that did. Turn- That's true. But actually, yesterday, I went to game, and it was a nice day out. Me and Len went out, went for a bit of lunch, and we had a good day together. But the worst bit by a mile was being at the game because yeah. West Ham was su- such shit and I think genuinely I don't usually overreact because I'm usually a positive minded fan I mm. sort of always but I think that we're, we're going to have a tough old season because I think that can often happen to a club like ours we've overachieved for two years everyone yeah. gets a, a, like the expectation level is heightened then you have to <coughs> rebuild a bit which we've had to do bring a load of new players in other managers work you out so you either so you can't stay doing what you did because the other teams you get too predictable but if you want to change that takes time and there's a transitional period when it takes time to change Uh, and integrating new players and systems and tactics and that's what's happening to us and the upshot of it is we were absolutely diabolical the worst I've seen us since David Moyes has been manager it was really upsetting but fuck it who cares yeah so what Allardyce back in January do you think (laughs) I tell you, I tell you, they've suspended betting on. They've suspended betting on Brendan Rodgers being the first manager to lose his job this season. Oh right, I thought you were going to say to come to West Ham. Yeah. No, um, no, no. But but obviously, I mean, I don't. I you know, I think Moyes has been so good for us. He's got fucking at least one season in the bank of underachievement. You know, even in his heyday at Everton. He tended to have like a couple of good years, then a, then a pretty like if sketchy won, yeah. one, then a couple of good years again, and so you know hopefully people will remain patient with him because I think he's earned that. But if he does get sacked, then uh, I'll take Brendan Rodgers. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, why not? Of course. Yeah, I don't know what's going on at Leicester, but there's, there's definitely something very weird that they just haven't bought anybody. But I'm not that arsed, really, because it's football. Yeah, exactly. About my team and everything else. I couldn't really give we, a fuck we, We've about. said too much already about football <clears throat> this week, I think. Yeah. We won. We won at Stoke, and I don't know how, because Stoke were all over us for the first half an hour, then we scored just before half-time. And then in the second half, we just contained them. They didn't really come at us with anything. It was weird. Very professional we performance, by the sounds of things. Had Yeah, it was one of them where you think we had no right to kind of win that. We didn't really do much but um, we've got three points away from one we're fifth in the table those are the games games. You, those are the ones you got to pick up aren't they so yeah so I'm alright with that bring it on um, so yeah I don't know what's going on with the predictions how do you feel we'll if you get Friday. promoted to the Premier League though Andy what with your <coughs> renowned contempt for the Premier League how are you feeling yeah, no, about I, it I, well I'll take it but I prefer to have two or three seasons being really good in the championship yeah, what, and just maybe narrowly a, missing out in the playoffs maybe, every year? Yeah, maybe a trip to Wembley, lose, which is kind of what I know, it's what we're good at. <laughs> but, no, nah, I don't know, because get in the Premier League and then you just look at some of the clubs who have gone in there and have, like, prevailed and have got a foothold in it, so you've got to try and like do Brighton. that. But, like Brighton? Yeah, 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 I guess so. Brighton but, are I mean, almost, these days, I mean, every generation has had them. In the past, you had like Burnley. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but 
Yeah, I would but, say that Brighton are the uh, perfect example I'm at the moment. I'm still not sure about Brighton, because Brighton started really well last season. They won four out of their first five or something, and then they were shite for five months. And then they won some at the end of the season again. So, I mean, you don't know. You've I don't, got to yeah, I'm not saying that they're, they're thriving. I don't think they're necessarily going <clears> to <throat> qualify for Europe, but they certainly came up as a relatively small club with no Premier League pedigree, yeah. and they've got a foothold. Because what's this, their fourth season, I think? Something like that. I don't know. Which in itself, yeah. and I don't think in any of those seasons they've been in a relega- serious relegation battle. I mean, they'll go down at some point because teams always do. Look at Burnley. There was a point at which people thought Burnley under Sean Dyche would never go down, you know? Yeah. Everything has a shelf life, doesn't it? Yeah. Except for this podcast, which will last forever. forever. Even when the only lis- the only listeners left are Nelson and Oscar. Well, we're trying to whittle it down to one true listener, aren't we? Yeah. We'll get there. So, uh, I reckon that's enough for now. Um... Hasn't been a great episode, let's be honest. It's been all right. Some good drill content. Some good yeah. sander content. Um, yeah. What more do people require from us? Seven out of ten. Mm. I'll be back throughout the week with lots of other stuff. If you didn't like this one. Thanks very much and goodbye. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.